0: What's going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of The Artboard. I am your host, Dennis Din, and today I have a special guest with me. Uh, His name is Chris Chung, and uh, Chris, would you like to introduce yourself to our audience today?
1: Sure, thanks a lot. Hi everyone, I'm Chris Strong and I work as a first responder. Very big, very huge adrenaline junkie. I've been in a couple of half marathons, involved in track and field, cross country, ride motorcycles, I throw axes, did Spartan races. Very big on all of these activities that involve a little bit of adrenaline.
0: I'm, uh, I'm really happy to have you here today, bro. Uh, I think this will add a really cool dynamic to our show going forward. Yeah, I'm very excited to be here. Thanks for having me. We're going to get started with our first question from the audience today by Lindsay Falcon. She asked me, what are the three parts of your life that give you inspiration when creating? And Lindsay, I think that's such an excellent question because um, there are a lot of us out there who struggle with finding inspiration. And it's always such a great thing to see how other people are finding inspiration Because we all look for inspiration in different ways. So for me personally, I think my biggest, my three biggest forms of inspiration is life. The people around me, which includes friends, family, and artists. And by being curious and by always asking questions. Uh, What about you, Chris?
1: So that's a really good question. For me, I kind of have what I like to call the three Fs. Family. Family friends and future a little bit about family with my family it's for the longest time it's just been my mom my sister and myself and even though i recently moved out with some friends not too long ago i'm still the one who's in charge of taking care of both that, my sister and my mom so that's always been a lot of inspiration for me to work hard and to persevere in whatever i choose to do my second f is friends so I'm really fortunate I'm very lucky to have highly motivated and very driven friends who are always working on side projects Mm. and always hustling in life recently one of my friends in particular Jaden Huang just opened up his own cafe it's called Aroma Cafe in Orange County Garden Grove area so if you're ever around you should definitely hit it up if you're a matcha or coffee connoisseur I would highly recommend it and the rest of my friends are just like that very highly driven people who are so motivated and i'm lucky because there is actually a cool phrase in saying it says that you are the sum of your five closest friends and if that's the case i'm really blessed
0: so that's just one way in which i use life to find inspiration um life is meant to be lived right right um, my birthday was about five weeks ago, Okay. and it's, so, it's kind of a reflective time for me. Each, each time I turn a year older, I sit back and I think about myself. I think about my life experiences, and I think about how my life has been going and how I want it to go. And mm-hmm. during, during this period, I'm asking myself a lot of questions. Not to be grim about this, but I think about death, and I think about how short life can be. Um, because we don't we don't know if we're gonna be promised tomorrow. Um, there's there's especially during this pandemic, we really don't know what's going on. Yeah, nothing's for sure. So so I think about death and that motivates me to that motivates me to excuse all the BS and make sure that everything I do is gonna add value or happiness to my life, regardless of what people have to say. And regardless of the judgment of others, because if I'm constantly worrying about that, I'm not able to pursue the things that will make me happy. Um, and there's a lot of things that I don't know about myself. And so there's a lot of discovery left to be had. We are so young and and regardless of how old you are, whether you're 50 or 55, 60, you're always discovering yourself. You're always learning and becoming a better version of yourself. So, so with that being said, um, I like to travel. Um, I like to expand the way I think, and I think meeting new people and joining in new perspectives and learning about new subcultures and different groups and different types of people, different types of food. I think that really expands your mind, and um, and all these experiences really give you inspiration. Sometimes it might you might not be aware of it in the moment, but if you just take a step back to reflect and to think about all the great things that have happened in your life and all the cool people that you've met and all the great experience that you've shared in, you can draw a lot of
1: inspiration from those things. I think it's fantastic how you're saying the future isn't, don't take it for granted. You know, it's not set in stone. That's That actually leads me to my third point of the F is future. For me, What helps inspire me and makes me move forward in life is knowing what I want my future to look like. Do I want to just have it be average, be mediocre? No. I want at the end of my life to have done a lot with my accomplishments, my goals, and my ambitions. So this helps encourage me right now in the moment after I work my long 120-hour shifts, after I'm sleep-deprived, and some days I wonder what's the point of it all I know what I want my future to look like so that's what helps drive up my inspiration kind of similar to what you were saying about don't take it for granted in the future
0: that's awesome dude to expand on the concept of finding inspiration within your friends and your family I also recommend that if you're stuck to go to a museum Um, there is so much history and knowledge and creativity embedded in the museums embedded in museums that um, sometimes you just need to take a break from what you're doing. If you're stuck on a project and you're constantly trying to bang out the work, the solutions might not come to you. That wave of creativity that you're looking for won't come to you until you go out and find it. And a really cool way to do that is by going to museums and looking at other artists and studying other works. And it doesn't have to be something that you're... Necessarily doing so as a designer i 'm not just looking at other designers i'm also looking at ceramicists um, i'm looking at people who make sculptures i don 't know the term for that <laughs> but sculptors sculptors i don 't know why I couldn't think of that, but i'm looking at sculptors i 'm looking at painters i'm looking at people who do theatrical work, actors or people who do live performances they're also inspiring and it's cool because they all think differently, but there are also things that we share in common that we all relate to as artists or creative human beings in general and that kind of adds to my point that you don't have to be an artist to be creative we are all creative individuals in the ways that we express ourselves through clothing through through our art through our through our
1: purpose through our careers and our vocations Mm -hmm. that's awesome I really like going to museums for what you were saying about trying to gain the extra level of creativity I'll kind of take my girlfriend out to the museum sometime. Dude, but... Uh, no, yeah. No, go on. I'm sorry. You're you, you're definitely right in terms of if you're stuck being creative, you don't want to just work on a project like that. That's just going to saple yourself up. You're going to become frustrated, stuck in your room for hours, making no progress at all. Instead, it's definitely better to go out, let your subconscious kind of dwell on it while you're inspired by all of these other great works of art and your brain is still working in the background. It's actually kind of tied into that one scene of Men in Black where <laughs> that the pie scene. You know what I'm talking about? No, go, go on. There's a scene it. where they're trying to figure out something regarding the alien murder.
0: Are we talking about the one with Thor or are we talking about the original Men no, in Black? No, the original oh, Men in Will Black. With Will
1: Smith. With, with the Will Smith. So they're having a moment where they're stuck and the older guy is like, hey, let's go out for pie. And then Will Smith is like, pie? Don't we have a problems to solve so instead they go for pie they're just having a regular conversation enjoying life and all of a sudden boom hits them right then and there hey this is how we solve this problem so similar to that with creativity don't just get stuck trying to solve the problem trying to trying to force creativity experience life and you will come up with more creative ways that way despite
0: having seen that movie so many different times I don't remember the scene that you're talking about but I think Chris here has a point for everyone. Um, you, you really can't just, you can't keep chipping away at it. Sometimes you really need to step away and do something else. And I think the best way to do that, and I think the best way to do that is to follow, is to follow your passion or to just have fun. So if you don't like going to museums, I'm not telling you guys to go to museums. I'm not telling you guys to go travel if, if you guys hate traveling for whatever reasons. Um, just follow follow your heart and I know that sounds cheesy and lame as hell but it's it's honest and it's true because if you do the things that you enjoy the this like energy from like the not to get too spiritual but this energy from the universe will will like will fill you up and it'll and and as you fill up with all this creative energy and this passion and this fire your body and your mind and your spirit is gonna want to, Somehow manifest that into something, and that is how you can create art.
1: Yes, be accepting. Accept the universe's energy within you. <laughs> Let it flow. Just take Let it, bro. It just
0: take it. So we talked about finding inspiration in life, our friends and our family, um, in our travels, in our experiences, in our passions. And the last thing I want to say is, um, stay curious. Um, always, always ask questions. Always. Always be curious, keep asking questions, and keep discovering new things. Keep growing, um, especially for those of you guys who haven't found out what your real passion is. The only way you're going to find it is if you keep trying out new things. For example, I thought I wanted to be a photographer the rest of my life. Okay. And as much as I love photography and I do want to be a photographer the rest of my life, that's not the only thing I want to do. Right. And I realized that as I was pursuing my career as a photographer. Um, I'm gonna be honest here I got really fed up with a lot of people in the in the business of photography a lot of people hit me up asking me for free photos Yeah. and you guys have no idea how much work I put into this shit I'm, I'm gonna be honest and the the bigot and and it didn't make sense to me because you go to a manicurist and you pay her to do your nails you go to a barber and you pay him to give you fade you go to a tattoo artist and you pay him to give you a piece of work you expect to pay these people but for some reason people have this like idea that photographers are just doing it for free and bro we got to eat too um and that was a really big struggle for me i did have a lot of great clients that i've met a lot of great people who weren't like that i didn't like that i had to deal with
1: that part of photography and right, the whole business side of it, where you have all of these people just trying to like holler at you, yeah. like, hey, hold on, give you a shout out, uh, money, and in... not so much. And on top of that, I didn't want to be doing grad shoots or weddings for the rest of my
0: life because there wasn't any purpose in it for me as much as I had, even though I had such a great time um, with these people and giving them such great experiences. I, for me as an artist, I'm looking for more value and for more purpose in
1: my own work. You don't want to just do all of these cookie cutter, oh, hey, give me money and I'll put out some sort of furnished project for you. No, you want to find something that engages you, that's challenging, that you actually enjoy, right? Yeah, I want to find a
0: a way to give, I want to find a better way to give back. I want to find ways in which I can impact people more significantly um, than photography can provide. Right. So... So that's why I got interested in design in the first place, because I can I can design experiences and use my photography and use other skills that I have to do that. So that is what I'm looking for as an artist right now.
1: Right. This ability to influence people to make a difference in impacting their lives. That's great. I, I'm the same being as you, man. That's actually one of the reasons why I'm involved with my current career being a role model in the community. And why in the past, I've done a lot of volunteer work with the Boys and Girls Club, back when I used to coach a basketball team for them, just kids, about 7 to 8 years old, trying to be a strong role model in that area. Because when I was growing up, I didn't have a role model. Right. It was just me and my mom and my sister. So, right. I had to be my own role model. In fact, I actually learned a lot, good and bad, <laughs> about role models from television and mainstream media. Uh-huh. So. Every single day now, I'm trying to be a better person, trying to enhance who I am so I can give back to other people a little bit differently from what I received myself.
0: That kind of ties
1: back into what you were saying.
0: That's that's what it's all about. Um, So guys, to recap, if you guys are having a creative block, stop what you're doing and go look for inspiration. Look for inspiration outside of what you're doing in the moment. Um, Look for inspiration outside of your own field.
1: So if you're a painter and you're having a creative block, don't try to force creativity to happen. It's not going to happen with you stuck on a project in your room for for hours toiling away with your brushes. No. Instead, go out, get a breath of fresh air, hang out with a friend, grab dinner, take a walk along the beach, do something else in life, That kind of gets your creative juices flowing all over again gives you a little bit of time where you're not so much where you're not so much drains by just having to force things out and it'll be a lot more natural I promise you that
0: right so um, so whether it be going to museums and looking at other artists or spending time spending more time with your friends and your family just get outside of your comfort zone and just get outside of your comfort zone and find that inspiration and last but not least, um, be curious and stay asking questions, guys. So we've talked about finding inspiration outside of your comfort zone, going outside and experiencing life. But now we're going to talk about finding inspiration within what you're doing at the moment. So uh, we're, we're going to transition into our second main talking point. We have a question by Vincent Nguyen. Uh, Chris, do you want to read this off to us?
1: Sure. The current question is, how do you deal with creative blocks So
0: before this, we talked about going outside and finding inspiration in life and family and these outer world experiences. But now we're going to talk about how to deal with these creative blocks while you're working on a project.
1: Right. So this type of inspiration, it's less about outside factors and it's more introspective. It's more reflective. You're thinking of finding ways, maybe through the use of mediums online, but more so of your past experiences, building upon why you're doing what you're doing and trying to get over that little block.
0: What I like to do when I'm stuck on a project is I like to get up from my seat, stretch out a little bit, take some deep breaths, and take a few few steps back from my computer. This is kind of like what we were talking about before when we were talking about finding a different perspective. This might not be like going to, this might not be like taking a trip to Tokyo and finding all this cool, unique perspectives from a different culture. Um, This is only a few steps away from where you were at originally, but taking those few steps back make a huge difference on on your perspective because especially when you're working on a project for let's say six hours straight, sometimes I can just sit there and I'm zoned in and I don't get up. That narrows my perspective. And so just by taking those few steps back, I'm able to give myself a wider perspective. And for some reason, just those few feet away from my computer make me makes me see things
1: really differently. Right, you don't want what, to... What, what's that phrase? You can't see the trees because of the forest. <laughs> so, <laughs> I like that. Like you were saying, take a step back, try to see the general picture of everything, and that will reframe your mind when you don't get a chance, like some of us used to just fly out to Tokyo, Japan, yeah. and have a great time.
0: That's a cool quote. I've actually never heard that before. And I think it's funny because that really applies... Um, to a photographer's perspective sometimes if you're on your zoom lens you're gonna get a very narrow point of view and uh, sometimes you gotta switch to a wide angle to see things differently
1: that's awesome you know for me what has helped me out whenever i felt stuck at work or i kind of lose motivation or inspiration i kind of like to look back at where it all started at day one when I was still very eager-eyed, very motivated to do everything. And it's really refreshing to change your perspective back to the perspective of yourself. At the very start, how many years ago it was for me, it was about three years ago. And really take into account and appreciate how far we've come. And by doing that, it refreshes and, and news. Your perspective all over again so that's something that i like to do that works for me
0: you know that's really interesting i've never thought about doing something like that before
1: yeah so we we've, we've made both so many so much progress with where we are right now so if sometimes if sometimes you try to get stuck at work think back to when you first decided to make this step when you first decided to drop out of college yeah to pursue this and it'll reinvigorate you all over again i promise you that so I'm taking this UXUI class,
0: uh, for those of you who don't know what UXUI is, it stands for User Experience, User Interface. So designing things like the, um, the screen in a, in a car, like a the screen in a Tesla, or designing a smart app that controls your smart home from one device, or uh, just simply just creating an iPhone app. So we developed, I developed an iPhone app for the very first time. It was an app that made location scouting easier for photographers the the scope of the project began with research i moved on to comparative analysis
1: then i went on to fulfilling that niche with the competitors yeah
0: exactly then i went on to the sketch phase and then i started prototyping and then designing um and sometimes during the process i might lose motivation because of because of these creative blocks that we're talking about. Sometimes creative blocks really take away all the motivation and energy and excitement you had about the project in the first place. So with what you were talking about earlier, these creative blocks would take away energy. And for myself personally, it was a very beneficial thing to go back to where I first started and to think about why I wanted to do this project in the first place. And this project I had goes back years, dude. Um, I remember when I first picked up my camera, like once I really started getting serious about photography, I was doing a lot of travel photography. I was really obsessed with, obsessed with hiking and going to new places and going to look for sunsets <laughs> all the time. And and I built up this library of landscape photography. And I remember thinking that I wanted an app that made location scouting easier. Because for some weird reason, my dude, there's like this, there's like this secrecy in photography where a lot of photographers don't want to tell you where they took a photo. (laughs) They don't tag it. If you comment and ask them where, they will most likely block your comment, delete your comment so that no one else sees it. Or, or they just ignore it, dude. I don't understand why photographers are so secretive about that stuff. And the funny thing is, is that it's public information it's just some of us might not have access to that information or we have to do a little bit more digging to find it, but it's out there. And a lot of, a lot of photographers like to keep it secret. So I really wanted an app that could just do that for me. Um, I remember when apps started getting big for the first time and people were always saying, like, there's an app for that and there's an app for this and there's an app for that. Um, and I was just wishing that there was an app for what I wanted. And with this class, I was able to build it. And so when i got stuck on certain parts of the project i would just remember how much fun i had with landscape photography Um, i actually used all my photos in the project as well i didn't outsource i didn't use any stock images i used all my own photos because this was like another passion project for me and because this project was imbued with so much passion and love for what i was doing anytime i cycled back anytime i took a step back to think about that I, I was refreshed with this energy and this motivation
1: to overcome the creative blocks that I was going through at the time. That's fantastic. I mean, most of the apps that I have usually like involve Buffalo Wings and Nutra <laughs> Fries, but that sounds amazing that you were able to really do such a passionate project dude i love wings
0: can you plug your app for
1: all of us out there who love wings yes let's let's make an app just for wings you guys (laughs) someone someone who's listening to this podcast please plug it in i'll uh i'll do the photography for it if
0: you guys (laughs) that's uh that's my personal plug Mm
1: -hmm. um but now i want to talk about
0: doing visual research um before i talked about doing visual research in terms of going to museums and studying other artists But sometimes we don't have access to museums, especially now with the pandemic where all museums in L.A. are closed. Um, I think the only museums open that I know of um, at the moment are all the way in New York, especially considering the times that we are living in right now where museums are closed and we might not have access for who knows how long. um, Visual research becomes very important. And there are different ways to do this. Um, what i like to do is uh this is kind of basic um but i like to go on pinterest pinterest is like a curated whitewashed version of google search i know i'm making fun of it a little bit but it's a really useful tool for artists designers and creatives to find inspiration and look for ideas Um, because there are so many people that post stuff on it before
1: right it's really important to maintain a sense of that community environment where you'll see all these different types of works especially during these covid times everything's all wonky
0: right and uh for all my photographers designers architects um all my creatives out there i want to plug a few websites for you guys in case you guys are stuck on a project um like i said number one thing is pinterest uh there's pinterest There's Behance. Behance is like a more curated, um, professional uh, library of resources. Um, And it's really useful. You can find some really phenomenal work on there. A lot of you guys know about Tumblr. And there's also Dribbble, which is something I just found out about and I'd highly recommend to everyone out there.
1: Those are my four main resources. That's awesome. In terms of visual research, looking at other people's work. For me, a lot of what gets me excited and motivated to... Is watching all of these different action movies that involve training montages. Oh, that's cool. There is nothing that excites me, motivates me more than a training montage video of a guy getting ready for his objective, working out, training hard, getting ready for some secret, secret spy mission. Yeah. And then boom, that just makes me want to be a secret spy that- or get me ready for whatever it is that I need to do in my life. Yeah. That gets me really pumped too. Do you have any like specific, like, people
0: or movies that you like to watch
1: I guess one of the biggest it's a little bit older movie it's an MMA fighting movie never back down the training montage I think I've seen that before yeah yeah it's just really cool just and all of these other action hero movies where they're training like maybe Doctor Strange that montage scene of him training to be the best uh-huh. that's what I want to be I want to be my real life version of super secret sorcerer almighty uh-huh. oh, okay.
0: so Have you seen John Wick? Have you seen
1: that that series? I have. John Wick is a great series. I heard he does all all of his own stunts. Keanu Reeves? Yeah. Can we talk about a more wholesome person than Keanu Reeves? (laughs) He is so wholesome. Is he? I don't know much about him. He's helped so much people. Oh, that's cool. What what does he do? So, if you know a little bit about his backstory, it's very sad. But despite that, he... In the movie Matrix, a lot of the staff was underpaid, so he took an own pay cut out of oh, his shit. salary uh-huh. to help out the staff and he's very minimalistic donates uh-huh. a lot of his money uh-huh. and altogether he's a great individual John Wick we love you man yes Keanu Reeves you're the best if you're listening to this podcast I hope that this is major day because uh. you're breathtaking <laughs> on a
0: super random note uh, I I love plants and I try to name all of my plants and uh, I don't know where I saw this but Um, someone named a plant Kiana leaves, dude. I thought that was so funny. (laughs) Oh,
1: that's cute. I'm a big fan of the puns.
0: But now we're going to transition into visual research in terms of problem solving. So, uh, Chris, what's your take on this?
1: Well, in my experience, there's a lot of times when I need to be more creative. And a lot of times when I need to be more systematic and linear. This actually lets me talk about both divergent thinking and convergent thinking. And for those of you guys listening who aren't familiar with the two topics, divergent thinking is a style where there's one problem, but there's multiple solutions in different creative ways that you can address that one problem. Kind of like how you were talking about earlier regarding inspiration from how you look at one project and how someone solves that project, which might be a different way from how another person solves that project. Exactly, And that's kind of what we refer to as divergent thinking. While convergent thinking is a little bit more systematic, it's more linear, more pragmatic. It's two plus two is equal to four. It's when you need something that's more rigid in structure, where it's very black and white. So it's very important to be able to juggle back and forth, kind of like being a switch hitter almost, between two styles of thinking. Because there are times in our lives when we need something straightforward. We need a straightforward answer. Like, hey, where does this chair go? It goes right here compared to something else when we need to be a little bit more creative Mm -hmm. and it's a matter of balance
0: right and i'm gonna let you guys in on a little bit more about myself um chris i don't even know if you know this but i got accepted into university as an engineering major it was kind of an idea that was forced down upon me by my dad uh he really wanted me to become an engineer um especially because one of my uncles was an engineer i have an uncle who's a civil engineer and my dad wanted the same thing out of me. And I thought I did too. Um, when I was in eighth grade, we had to do this huge project on what we wanted to do um, for the rest of our lives. And I really looked up to my uncle. Um, he was more of a father figure to me and, and a role model. And I, really, and I really loved him and I really looked up to him. And I wanted to be just like him. But, but as, I, as I grew up, I started, I started noticing that I was more of a creative which brings me to another question from the audience. This one is from Lainey Chavot. She asked me, is there a childhood memory that you can recall that sparked your interest in art? I found my interest in art really early as a child. Uh, in, I don't remember much about kindergarten, but I do remember this day where I was sitting on the bench outside during recess and me and this girl were coloring. And I remember I had such a big crush on her. It was, it was my first crush. Because she colored so well, I, I just remember being in awe of her coloring. And I was like, "Dude, that's so cool! I like you. I want to marry wow. you."
1: <laughs> uh, Marriage at the age of five, amazing. Dude, she was,
0: she was
1: a, she was it, man. Uh, if you're out there listening hit me up (laughs) you know when that reminds me when I was in second grade there was this girl I thought was very cute very attractive her name was Montserrat and she was a part of the school orchestra band so because I wanted so badly to impress her I tried to learn how to play the violin and I got involved a bit I don't think she even noticed me at all and I don't even know how to play violin anymore. Chris, but Montserrat, so... <laughs> Montserrat, if you're out there, your, your boy well, is a, is a I'll, grown I'll, man I'll, now. No, my girlfriend's going to get mad. But <laughs> Montserrat, if you're out there, I tried very hard and got no, so thank you for that. Hey, we're doing bigger and better things <laughs> um,
0: But yeah, I started in kindergarten, actually. And it kind of fell off. Uh, I wasn't immediately consumed by art from kindergarten on. In fourth grade, my teacher would play these drawing videos that taught us how to draw. And it was the coolest part of that class. And I hated the fourth grade, dude. I started getting D's and F's for some reason. Um, I don't know why, but I just did not like the fourth grade and I hated my teacher. But the videos she played were so cool. and, And an even cooler thing about that class was she had this wall of art where she would let us submit pieces of work and she'd hang it up. I drew this picture of Venom And she hung it up, and that made me so happy. And that just started stirring up my interest for art. And in fifth grade, we had these like book catalogs that they would hand out, and you could order any book you wanted. And I was in fifth grade. I didn't have money. My parents were extremely poor, but I would collect quarters. I don't know where I got all these quarters from, but I would sneak them to school with me and pay my teacher in quarters just to order these Dragon Ball Z books that would teach you how to draw. And, dude, I was obsessed with that. And that's how I got my interest in art. And going back to the whole university thing, where I got into school as an engineering major, but I switched over to math. And I was actually doing pure math, so it's kind of like the math that you'd see on Big Bang Theory, um, where they're writing. Like, who would have known you'd be writing essays in math and not doing numbers? But I, I got really good at math. I switched over to applied math because I was... Because I was so confused, I hated writing these essays and I was like, dude, I feel like I'm living out an episode of the Big Bang Theory. And I was like, this is not the life for me. So I wanted something more applicable. So I switched over to math and econ. In math, it's a really linear type of way of thinking, very different than the type of thinking of an artist. Um, And I developed really strong habits of thinking this way. As an artist, it was really difficult for me and my creativity to continue to always be thinking in this very linear type of way,
1: right? So, it was kind of hard for you to both be creative but be so math centric and so logical and linear, right?
0: Right. And so there was this huge clash between the pragmatic side and my creative side. Mm-hmm. And the more I realized that I didn't want to do this whole math thing anymore, um the more I was able to open up my way of thinking and I ended up dropping out and I started pursuing a career in art
1: that's awesome there's actually a phrase out there and the saying goes a man cannot live by two names so kind of like the phrase you couldn't live by two names you couldn't live by two different sides of yourself this logical rational stifled side or this passionate side that invokes and inspires creativity that was what you were yearning for this entire time exactly so it's amazing that you had the courage to take that plunge and kind of drop out of college
0: thanks man um does that mean i can't have a rapper name anymore
1: you can still go by (laughs) little d big d whatever it is that your heart desires i think little dicky and his crew might sue me if i go by little d little dicky if you're out there listening to this podcast have mercy on us (laughs) have mercy on little d right over here
0: What's interesting though is that as an artist and a designer, I have a different perspective than a lot of other people because of my background in math and economics. Like you said earlier, it's good to find balance in convergent and divergent thinking. And sometimes it's good to expand and think about things from a different perspective, but sometimes it's really good to focus and try to solve a specific problem, which is exactly how visual research can help. There are times when I'm working on a project a logo for example where i'll get stuck on a specific problem and this is where convergent thinking is really helpful as an artist as a designer as a creative i would i would go onto a website say like behance and i would look for projects that are similar that are similar to projects that i was doing i would approach these creative problems from a convergent viewpoint exactly a convergent viewpoint and I would try to figure out and analyze the way in which an artist would solve his problem and see how I could take that same idea and process and apply it to my own problem. So sometimes there are ways in which other designers will figure out how to do a certain type of logo and it's hard to figure that out on your own and that's why you'll have a creative block. That's where those creative blocks come from because you haven't learned how to solve that problem yet. But if you do your visual research and you study other people who have solved those same problems or who have already asked that question that solves the answer that you're stuck on, um, all you got to do is do your visual research and look for ways in which you can solve that problem that you're stuck on. That's a great way to put it, yeah. Thus far, we talked about standing back from your workspace to take in a new perspective. We've talked about visual research from a um convergent way of thinking where you are taking it on in terms of problem solving and now this can be a little bit different but i'm going to talk about being present in your workspace and -hmm. let me explain that to you um so as a designer um there are times when i do suffer from these roadblocks these creative blocks i'm sorry and sometimes standing back doesn't solve my problem sometimes it doesn't get me over that creative block because i might not find the insight that i'm looking for Sometimes I can't find the solutions that I'm looking for by looking at other people's work, either because I can't find anything similar or simply because I'm still stuck on a creative block despite seeing how someone else has approached that same problem. So if these two methods, if these two methods of overcoming your creative block does not work, what I like to do is I like to step back even farther and just stop working. And once I stop working, I like to clean up my workspace. And what this does is that this takes your mind completely off the project that you're working on. It lets you relax, Um, but you still stay connected to the workspace. So I don't like to just up and leave. I like to walk around the
1: environment. I like to clean up the space. So essentially what you're talking about is being in your environment still, accomplishing small little tasks to give you a sense of fulfilling objectives, even if they're as tiny as Washing your paintbrushes, right? Decluttering your little workspace area. These small little tasks give you a sense of accomplishment, which will help further your goal. Is that is that kind of what you're saying? Dennis? Yes
0: and no. I'm not really thinking about accomplishing objectives. I'm more thinking about keeping myself in my space, keeping myself in that environment, in that creative environment, but letting myself relax and letting my mind settle on something very unimportant like sweeping dust off of your desk or cleaning cleaning the screen of your laptop because this gives me time to just settle and sometimes ideas will just naturally come in and go and it's more of like a flow Um, you're not forcing anything you're not thinking too hard you're just cleaning up your room which can be very therapeutic for a lot of people it is for me for sure and that's why i like to include that for other people, maybe you could try meditating in your space. You don't have to clean if that's not what you want to do. I'm not telling you to clean your rooms here, but you know, you can meditate in your space. You could stretch out. Uh, I have a basketball hoop in my room that I got from this Adidas event a few years ago, and I and I play basketball in my room. I'll have like a mini dunk contest by myself, and that kind of gets me going. I had a questionnaire on Instagram lately where I left it up to all my friends, and some people had some really good submissions. I forget the at, I'm sorry. But someone said that they like to dance. And that's a really cool thing to do because you are still participating in a creative act, but it's one that is different than the act that you're currently pursuing, if that makes any sense.
1: Right. Any form of creativity is creativity itself. It doesn't necessarily have to be the project that you're working on, but different ways of expressing yourself, different ways of loosening up both your body and your mind, will allow you to be a little bit more creative allow you to flow more naturally instead of trying to force yourself to just try to be creative
0: exactly and how i like to think about it is there are three different areas that you can focus on the mind the body and the spirit so when i'm working on a project that's normally um activating my mind not so much my body or my spirit well actually it can stimulate your spirit too really passionate about it but a cool way to get over a creative block is to actively become involved in in an activity um tom Sachs did this really cool thing on instagram where he was talking about an artist as an athlete and to stress that a little bit further uh nike has this like statement that everybody everyone with a body
1: is an athlete so essentially all artists are athletes because of the amount of preparation training and what they go through, right?
0: Exactly, but also just because we are humans and we are all active in a sense even if you're just walking to the fridge to grab a snack in the day or or whether you're a basketball player like me or whether you're a dancer or whether you're a skater or a bike rider or a mountain climber or um, any kind of uh, physical like pursuit, I guess. So uh, you can clean your room, you can stretch, you can meditate you can you can dance you you know play some tunes and and get down with it bro like you know just let your body move whether you're a good dancer or not uh one cool thing about having a gym at home is that i'm always dancing in front of the mirror now and that's something i would never do in front of
1: everyone because my dance moves are too immaculate for y'all to see (laughs) in Uh, fact he's probably going to dance right now unfortunately (laughs) for the rest of you guys listening in you won't be able to see what I see right now. (laughs) Lucky me. Um, So yeah, guys.
0: uh, Stand back from your work. do Do some visual research and problem
1: solving. And just get active in your space. So, we've just answered the last question. And we've addressed some of the different ways that we like to personally get over our creative blocks. And that actually is very related to this next question from Midnight Bump. And that is how do you get your motivation back when you feel like you're losing steam on your project dennis what are your thoughts on that uh this is a really great question
0: because i've i've experienced it i'm not gonna lie there are i'm the type of individual who gets super passionate and excited straight from the get-go uh i don't know what it is but something about art just fires me up right away and that's great because i'm always excited to get started but because of that i also burn out really easily and i think we talked about it a little bit earlier where we mentioned um going back to the beginning of your process and um, thinking about why you started in the first place that's a really good way to start picking up steam again even though i lost a lot of that fire if i remember my why that bigger reason that deeper meaning i'm able to stir myself back up and that's easy to forget when you become really involved in your project or really frustrated. But if you just take a step back and ask yourself that why question, you, you'll you find your answer. And if you don't have an answer, maybe maybe you weren't that passionate about it in the first place, and that's okay too. I feel like there's, like there's like this dogma that you always have to finish something that you start. And I don't necessarily think that that's true. I think if you realize that it's something that you don't want to do anymore, you should just let it go. Um, and that was right. kind of like what I did with dropping out of school. A lot of people were telling me that you only have a couple months left to graduate. But I saw it differently. I saw it as spending another six months of my life doing the complete opposite of what I wanted to do. Right. So for me, it felt like I would I would be taking steps backward. And even though I was that close to getting a degree, um, it didn't matter to me that much because I could spend the next six months going forward. And even if you're not productive with those six months going forward... Even though you didn't necessarily manifest anything physically, just that six-month process of taking whatever steps you can will get you in the right direction.
1: Right. It's natural progression. Exactly. That's great. For me, I know earlier I was talking about start and look again at the beginning. Uh-huh. So I'll also add on to that. Now it's time to go ahead and look at the end. Hmm. You focus, That's interesting. Focus on visualizing what you want the end result to be. Where do you see yourself at the end of this project? Why, it ties into a little bit about what you're saying about the why, but at the end of the day, look at where you want to be at the end of the project. If your objective is to open up a coffee shop and you're getting tired and burnt out every day, visualize yourself opening up that door, grand opening day, tons of people out that line you're there, you're smiling, all your hard work has paid off. All your struggling and those long, tireless hours spent on this project has paid off. You've made it.
0: You know, that's that's a really good way to look at it because I was talking about how I was talking about how maybe you should drop the project, but maybe it's that important to you. Maybe that why Maybe that why is really important to you and all you got to do is dig in and think about how close you are to the finish line. Sometimes all it takes is one more step to get there. There's a story about a man who went looking for gold mm-hmm. and he kept turning over stones in the mountain mm-hmm. and he went on to like the thousand, like the 10,000th one and all he had to do was flip over one more and he would have found it, but he walked away from it. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. A story exemplifies what
1: I think you're trying to say to our audience. Yes, all of your hard work it means something. It will pay off even when you're losing mo- when you're losing motivation, when you're losing steam. At the end of the day, where do you want to be? Do you want your hard work to be for nothing? If that's what you want, then that's okay. If you've spent some time thinking and deliberating about that, that's okay. But If it is worth it to you if that is really what you want visualize that within your mind where you want to be and you will find that motivation again
0: you know i can really relate to that right now with it being my last semester with classes being online and through zoom it's not the most exciting experience and this is going to sound crazy to a lot of you guys but i did think about dropping out it's just something that popped up in my mind i didn't take it that seriously but i thought about how I dropped out the first time and I thought about where I am today. And I am so close to finally getting that degree. I'm taking that and I'm visualizing it. And I want to do this for my mom. I want to do this for myself. I want to do this for all my friends who have been pushing me and who have believed in me, um, from the very day that I decided to drop out. Uh, a lot of people told me not to do it, bro. Um, and I know that they had the greatest intentions for me because they care um but a very few select people um understood my perspective on dropping out of school and i think about those people because i want to make those people proud i want to show them that i am capable of doing what i set out to do and that is to become a uh, designer and an artist
1: that's awesome i it takes a lot of courage and it's very difficult to do the thing that isn't very logical that's very risk taking like dropping out of college in order to pursue something that you know that you were meant to do yeah It. what you need in order to accomplish that is an unwavering confidence and belief in yourself to actualize your dreams and behaviors and thoughts and turn that into reality I went through a similar time back when I was starting out I don't know if you know this about me but I was going to college too at Cal State Long Beach for Uh a couple of years my mom wanted me to be a dentist and that is a very worthwhile and prestigious career but it wasn't for me that isn't what I wanted so I made the very difficult decision to also drop out of college Uh to pursue what I wanted to do as a first responder and a lot of people told me that what I was doing was very risky there wasn't a positive chance of me succeeding and there were a lot of people who said no but all it takes is an unwavering belief in yourself a belief in your knowledge skills and abilities that you've acquired over time Mm -hmm. to accomplish what it is that you want to do Mm -hmm. I really respect that that. dude
0: Um, it's really hard to make these decisions a lot of people finish school without knowing what they really want and that's something I want to also be able to help people with through this podcast i want to be able to use my experiences and my example um, as a college dropout to inspire people to pursue their passions and i don't want to brand myself as this college dropout because i'm so much more than that one experience but it does serve as a worthwhile example that we can look into and um use to inspire other people and the thing about dropping out is it's really hard especially when you come from a really strict asian family or um Someone from like a lower class, like my family is really poor, um, which is why they really wanted me to become an engineer because they had this idea of success um, in America that was um, kind of misconstrued to them by, I think, larger forces in the background. I don't want to go too far into that, but they had different ideas of success. And for me personally, I think of success as someone accomplishing what they set out to do. So if you want to be a teacher and you become a teacher, you are successful in my eyes. I don't care if you're not making millions of dollars or if you're not driving the fanciest car or if you're biking to work or like what anyone says about you. If you become what you want, if you get to do what you want, you are successful in my eyes. So in my parents' generation, uh, um, they were immigrants from Vietnam. They were brainwashed into believing in this misconstrued American dream. And our generation also has false ideas of success. It's just a different idea. It's just different false ideas perpetuated by different groups of people. Um, A lot of us, I've seen that a lot of people want to be famous. I think a lot of us are consumed by um you know social media for example right looking rich acting rich um Mm -hmm. and uh you know flexing and and that has misconstrued our ideas of success today right and there's nothing wrong with um being rich i'm not trying to say anything like that if you want to be rich and you become rich then you're successful i'm not trying to judge anyone for what they want to do i'm just saying that if you want to If you want to go from point A to point B and you get to point B, you are successful. Whatever your vocation is, um, it doesn't matter to me. And that's how I see success.
1: Right. It's very important to keep in mind social media in today's society as not entirely truthful. A little bit of that is just how we display ourselves in this perfect setting to everyone else. So success isn't necessarily measured by these superficial means instead success is measured introspectively on what it is you want it to do with your life and how you are accomplishing that kind of like what you were saying dennis yeah
0: and as a designer i'll be honest i'm a little bit guilty of this misrepresentation um and that's true of me as a photographer as well uh I am an artist who is responsible for an image of something, and I, and I am not a perfect human being. There are things that I don't yet understand. I might make these mistakes on my career path as an artist. But what I'm trying to imbue in my in my core values right now is to um, is to embrace the process um, and the faults and the mistakes and the um, the realness that comes along with that uh, I try not to I try not to post all my successes on Instagram um, though I do post successes I'm not like you know I think that's normal for me to do um, but I also post all my mistakes I like the idea of posting mistakes because it shows it shows a wider perspective of the um, of the person who I am because I'm not this person who's always um, accomplishing things right. I suffer from like anxiety and depression and right. I'm making mistakes every day mm-hmm. and I'm learning every day and um, I think it's cool for I think I think it's cool to to be transparent about um, mistakes and failures
1: in your life that's very important I look at it as every experience is an opportunity mm-hmm. when we succeed in life there's still a lot to learn from our successes and how we can improve upon them but when we fail in life, there's even more to learn about how we can improve upon that. So, we face—I just say myself in particular—I faced a lot of adversity, both in my professional career and in my personal life, mm-hmm. with people. And I've turned all of those experiences, and a lot of them have been horrible experiences that I wouldn't wish upon anyone. But I've taken those experiences. And I've tried to learn upon that and Mm -hmm. try to gain something out of it. So that's just something I like to keep in mind.
0: Yeah, it's really good to embrace um, that kind of perspective. Um, I used to be scared to make mistakes. I grew up in a household where I was always punished anytime I made a mistake. And some of that was abusive, I'm going to be honest. And I think a lot of people, um, especially in the the minority community, can relate. If you say something... That your mom does not agree with you're gonna get the whip yeah you're gonna get like i used to get whipped with um who knows what man
1: my mom would just pick up anything that she could find and just (laughs) like backhand me with it dude you know i was actually scrolling through facebook as usual going through all of these funny memes and that reminds me of this one where it said mama didn't raise no quitter (laughs) she raised someone who's so afraid of failure that they don't even try (laughs) And and that's very relevant to this situation
0: and that's really difficult because a lot of us are scared to make those mistakes. Um, but I've, I've been learning and I've been embracing that part of my life. And it's so helpful to our experiences as artists and as human beings because it's really toxic to be constantly worrying about making mistakes um, and always having the need to be perfect. And uh, with that, guys, I just want to say to uh, embrace your imperfections and to embrace the process and that will also help you with these creative blocks that you might um that might be reoccurring in your artistic endeavors or your creative process
1: yeah it's very important to realize that we are not perfect it's okay to want to be high performing high efficient and being great at everything you want but we will make mistakes i make mistakes all the time with consistent amount of f-ups but the important thing is how you recover Mm -hmm. how you move on the next day to the next task improve and become a better person
0: that's awesome man all right guys and with that i do want to end today's podcast on a quote by the uh, late kobe bryant everything negative pressure challenges is an opportunity for me to rise so guys um if you're pursuing that passion project or trying to start that first step on whatever whatever it is that you are trying to do, remember to use the negative feedback that you get as a challenge to rise and as a challenge to get 1% better every day. Um, guys, thank you so much for being here. I've had such a great time here tonight and Chris, it was so great to
1: have you on. Yeah, it was my pleasure to be here, Dennis. And if those of you out there who are listening to this podcast, if you found any one moment of this podcast helpful at all, then please like, comment, share with your friends, and hopefully we get to inspire and help other people out there as well. Uh, Just to reiterate what
0: Chris said, if you were able to learn something or be inspired, I'd appreciate it if you guys shared with someone who you think it could also help. Uh, We are here to help each other and to motivate each other and be that network um, where we can push each other to succeed and pursue our goals. So uh, thank you again, everyone. Good night.